Hi, I'm Sam Chan, and you're listening to the Sam Chan Leadership Podcast. It's my desire to help others succeed. I'm here to help you and your organization grow, grow to the next level. Thank you for joining me on this leadership journey. Let's get started. What I have learned is that working with high-level leaders, the number one thing that gets in the way of their next step is what I want to talk about. Uh, it's not vision. It's not communication, even though all those things are important, and we'll talk about them later on. It's not all the competency that you bring and the know-how that you bring to the table. As a leader, there's a threshold that all of us have to break through if we're going to go higher. It is something that is a one and major differentiating factor between leaders who have plateaued and leaders who continue to grow. Is the one differentiating factor for churches of uh, smaller or larger in number, of CEOs of smaller and larger uh, in income, executive directors of nonprofits of impact and influence. It is the one identified topic. And here it is, pain. That's right, you heard me right. Leadership pain. And I wanna give you my findings. My findings, I've been doing this for many, many years. I have worked with uh, CEOs, executive directors, senior pastors, lead pastors all over the world. And in my estimation, the differentiating factor between a plateaued organization and an organization that's breaking through is the amount of pain the lead leader can handle. So before I go any further, I want to give you a sentence to write down. Here's a sentence. You ready? I'm going to say it two, three times so you can not only absorb it, but you can write it down. And if you can remember the sentence over the next uh, three, four segments of teaching on leadership pain, uh, it will just resonate with you. It will grow on you. And more than that, it will propel you into the next level that you've been waiting on. Here it is. You will grow only to the threshold of your pain. You will grow only to the threshold of your pain. Let me say it one more time. You will grow only to the threshold of your pain. The more pain you can handle, the higher you can go. That's true in my life. That's true in your life. Now, we circumnavigate it. We take detours around it. We dig tunnels under it. We build bridges over it. We try to deny it. We try to run from it. We try to camouflage it. We try to bury it. You can't do that. Well, you can, I guess, if you want to stay where you are in life. But my guess is that because you are watching me right now, and that tells me something about you already. You are a leader. It tells me, number two, you want to go beyond where you are today. So with that in mind, the sentence is here again. <clears throat> you will grow only to the threshold of your pain. The more pain you can handle, the higher you can go. 
I found this, anecdotally speaking, that in any organization, at least 10% of people who are there are there to give you grief. Complainers, whiners, just pessimistic, negative, we call them the yes but people. Yeah, but. They're always trying to be the devil's advocate and so on, so forth, so forth. At least 10% of your organization. I know some of you are saying, I got more, I got more. Could be, could be. But for our purposes today, 10%. So if you go, let's take you the church example. If you have a church of 100 people, you got 10 of those. If you got a church of uh, 500, you got 50 of them. If you got a church of 1,000, you got 100 of them. So if you can handle 10, how are you going to handle a hundred, because you will grow only to the threshold of your pain. I have a different word for leadership now. I call that bleedership. <laughs> bleedership. If you're not bleeding, you're not leading. Tweet that. <laughs> if you're not bleeding, you're not leading. Uh, my 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 uh, friends have always said to me. Sam, <laughs> this subject is so painful, and I say appropriately titled, <laughs> Leadership Pain. You have to be strong enough <clears throat> and build those pain muscles enough to go higher, to go stronger, to go faster. You've got to be at a place where you say, I am in pain but it is this pain that once I cross over, I can go to a higher level. So I'm going to help you unpack it in different ways. So here are the four lines I want you to write down. Four lines I want you to write down. Number one, growth equals change. Number two, change equals loss. Number three, loss <coughs> equals pain. Number four, therefore, growth equals pain. Let me give this to you again. Then I'm going to come back and talk about them. Line number one, growth equals change. Number two, change equals loss. Number three, loss equals pain. And number four is, therefore, growth equals pain. Let's talk about them. Number Line number one, growth equals change. You can never grow without changing. Give, 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 give you an example. Uh, I have a pair of uh, reading glasses, reading glasses on my nose right now, reading glasses. They're nice reading glasses. Question is, can you improve this? Can you improve this? And everyone is saying, of course I can improve it. I can improve the frame. I can improve the lenses. I can improve the, the size. I can improve the weight. I, I, yes, of course. Of course you can improve it. Question number two. Can you improve these glasses, these reading glasses? Can you improve them without changing something about them? Can you improve them but without changing? And the answer is what? No. No, you can't. 
So all improvement is pregnant with change. So have you not found the same thing true? Everybody wants to improve, but nobody wants to change. So all growth equals change. Now change is a difficult animal because everybody resists change. I resist change, you resist change. The only change we like is when it is our idea. Because somebody else's idea makes us feel like they are in control and we are not. Somebody else's idea makes us feel like they're imposing their wishes on us. And we know this, change imposed is changed opposed. Let me give that to you again. Change imposed is changed opposed. So, we are all resistant to change. We all fight change. And that is why, just as a sidebar, this might help somebody, when you are casting vision that involves change, never use the word change. Because the word change, the word itself, the word itself is loaded down in our memory bank with connotations of something I won't like. So some, somebody walks up to you and say, let's change a few things. Your immediate, what are you going to change? Uh, how is that going to affect me? What if I don't like the change? Can we talk about the change? Because the word change itself uh, brings connotations that are usually not pleasant. So whenever you're casting vision, I'm giving you a sidebar here. When you're casting a vision, paint a picture of we are here, we want to get there. And this is how we're going to get there without using the word change. Uh, for example, I've seen leaders get up on platforms, especially pastors and um, worship leaders and leaders on platforms, and they say things like, we're going to do something different today. Ah, never use the word different. Because first of all, as soon as you use the word different, you set an expectation. As soon as you said the word different, it's like, what's going to be different? As soon as soon you say the word different, you're going to be gazed with what was and what you're doing. And now people will have to decide whether it was different enough for you to announce it was going to be different. If you're going to do something different, don't announce it. Just do it. And let the people figure out if it was different or not. Why do you want to create? I'm talking about growth equals change. Why do you want to create unnecessary roadblocks for people, hurdles for people to jump over when you don't have to do any of those? So create a scenario of this is where we are. Celebrate where we are. This is a good place. This is not a bad place. But we want to go here. And here comes the most important part. Why do we want to go there? The why has to be bigger than the what. If we do this, then this will happen. The why has to be there. So paint a picture of where you are. Celebrate it. Be grateful for it. Celebrate the people in it. And then talk about this is where we'd like to go. And this is how we're going to get there without using the words change or different. 
Because once people buy into the destination, we are here, we want to go there. Once people buy into the destination, the benefits of the destination, the attractiveness of the, of the destination, they can see themselves in that destination. Then going through all of this to get there doesn't seem to be that bad. Now, now th think about your family holiday or your personal vacation. You could see yourself on that beach. You could see yourself at that resort. You could see yourself at that lake. You could see yourself at that high rise. You could see yourself downtown somewhere. You could see yourself on the plane. You could see yourself in the, in the mountains. You could, you could see yourself, but you are here. All the stuff you got to go through to get there becomes worth it once you can see yourself. So when you're leading change, you got to take people on a journey where they can see themselves and vision themselves. That's where hence the word vision and vision themselves as part of that scenario. And therefore, what you go through to get there is still difficult. Doesn't make it easy. Doesn't make it less painful but gives the why, the why power behind the willpower. Let me come back to why power. Why power is stronger than willpower. I'm going to give you two scenes so that you can understand why power versus willpower. Two scenarios. Scenario number one, you drive up to your house, as you drive up to your house, you realize there are fire trucks there, there's a crowd there, there are fire hoses there, there's water everywhere, and you realize your house is on fire, your house is on fire, your house is on fire. And then, and then you remember you got uh, a few thousand dollars, rupees, rubles, rands, uh, yangs, whatever, in the house. And the house is on fire. And you want to run towards it to retrieve that money that you've been saving for. It, it's just cash that you've been saving for whatever. But then as you're running towards the house, you say to yourself, no, it's too dangerous, too dangerous. Uh, and, and the firefighters pull you back and the police pull you back. And you don't go in for that. Scene number two. It's your house. You drive up to it. Fire trucks everywhere, crowds everywhere, water hoses, water everywhere. Your house is on fire. And you can hear your baby, your baby inside the house crying and yelling. What are you going to do? You're going to put all fear aside. You're going to put all the impediments aside. You're going to put all your logical thinking aside. And you're going to rush into the house. To save that baby. Same house, same fire, but the why changed. W-H-Y. The why changed. And when your why changes, you can get to the what easier. So, line number one was growth equals change. You've got to become, as a leader, an expert at casting vision and leading change. Every leader is a change strategist. Every leader is a change leader. If, if you are a leader and things are not changing around you, you're not a leader. Because leaders walk into every place wanting to change something. You know what leaders do? They'll walk into a restaurant and say, 
uh, if I was a manager here, I would change this, I'd table that, I would hire, hire so-and-so, I'd fire so-and-so. You walk into a church and you're rearranging the service, you're rearranging the light, you're rearranging the sound. You walk into a, a hotel and you're rearranging the check-in. Pro- I mean, and that's what leaders do. Leaders see the need for change everywhere. That's who you are. You see the need for change everywhere you go. So all growth equals change without using the word change without using the word different leading change become a student of change become a student of how people think about change become a student of why people resist change become a student of yourself why do i resist change become a student of the strategies and the breakdown and the levels of casting change. How people start at the lowest level is resisting and the highest level is I'm all in. But you don't get there from here to there overnight. There are steps that you go through there, change. The second line was, if the first line is growth equals change, the second line is change equals loss. This is what you need to know. All change is about loss. All change is about loss. Uh, Think for a moment, think for a moment, think for a moment. Uh, Here I'm holding a a piece of paper here and there are two columns, there are two columns. One is the gains, things you will gain when you change. Other one is loss. Things that you will gain, things that you will lose. Gain column, loss column. You're the leader. When you're casting the vision, which column are people in? You are in the gain column. I'm here to tell you at least 98% of the people you're leading are in the loss column. They're in the loss column. Because all change is about loss. You can move from a smaller house to a bigger house, but you will lose the neighborhood. You, You lose the familiarity. You lose your routines. You can move from one city to the other, and you're going to lose the ambiance. You're going to lose your friends. You're going to lose the, the, the things that you have become accustomed to. You can move from one building location. Churches do that all the time. From one building location to the other. And I'm here to assure you there'll be people who will have a very difficult time making that change transition with you. Because all change is about loss. I'm of Indian descent, East Indian descent from India. When I moved from India to America in 1973, on one side was an amazing change. On the other side was an incredible loss. My family was not there. My friends were not there. My food was not there. The routines and the stuff that we used to do together was not there. This was nothing wrong with this. It was good. But this was good too. And losing the familiarity. All change is about loss. And the third line is, therefore, loss equals pain. So where does pain come from? Our sense of loss. Where does pain come from when we don't understand what's going to happen next? Uh, From the ambivalence, from the ambiguity, uh, from, from the unfamiliar from not being in total control because all change becomes loss. 
and loss brings pain. Therefore, the fourth line is what? Therefore, growth equals pain. So line number one was growth equals change. Line number two was change equals loss. Line number three was loss equals pain. And therefore, all of your growth will have pain.